and answers begins right now. On October 7, 2023, Hamas launched a surprise attack on Israel. Hamas militants crossed the border of Gaza, killing hundreds of Jewish civilians, kidnapping dozens while launching hundreds of rockets from Gaza into Israel. Israel has responded by attacking Hamas strongholds in Gaza. Who is Hamas? Why can't there be peace in Palestine? Is there any connection to biblical prophecy? You're tuned to Evidence and Answers radio broadcast with our host, Pat Zucaran. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the area of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. In our broadcast today, Pat shares about this situation and if there's a connection with biblical prophecy. Let's begin part one of this two-part teaching. Here's Pat. Aloha, everyone. You know, I've been asked a lot of questions on recent events that's going on in the war between Israel and Hamas. What is going on? Who are the players involved? And is there any connection with biblical prophecy? And so I hope just in this brief time that we have together to just give you a brief overview of what is going on and hopefully bring some clarity and understanding uh, to the situation that is going on, but also answer some questions that I've been getting, not only through uh, email, but the questions I've been getting as I've been talking on this issue. And I hope I can answer some of your questions. Well, recently on October 7th, Hamas launched a well-coordinated surprise attack on Israel. Hundreds of Hamas militants crossed the Gaza border into Israel, killing hundreds of Jewish civilians and kidnapping dozens while launching hundreds of rockets from Gaza into cities in Israel. So the situation is pretty complex. I hope I can bring a little bit of clarity into what is going on at this present time. You know, Israel today, if you look at this map, Israel today is about a population of 9 million. In Israel, of the 9 million, about 7 million are Jews, 2.5 million are non-Jews. And of those non-Jews, about 1.5 million are Palestinians. They have businesses there, they serve there, they serve in government positions there, and there are Palestinians that also serve in the Israeli military. Gaza is located on the southwest corner there along the Mediterranean Sea. In that small area, there's a dense population of about 2.3 Gaza citizens there on the Gaza Strip. And that territory was given to the Palestinians there in 2005. Now, what's going on in the conflict? Well, on October 7th, the Hamas militants crossed the border of Gaza and Israel, attacking several cities while firing hundreds of rockets into Israeli cities, killing hundreds of civilians and taking dozens captive. Uh, Hamas has released several videos. You may have seen them, some gruesome videos of them capturing Israeli citizens as well as some pretty gruesome videos of them murdering dozens of men, women, and even children. And the current death toll now is nearly 1,500 Israelis and about 3,000 Palestinians. Israel quickly responded, firing rockets and laser-guided missiles on Hamas military targets. 
And at the time of this recording, Israel is preparing to launch an invasion into northern Gaza to annihilate, take out uh, Hamas once and for all. So Israel has warned the citizens of northern Gaza to evacuate and to go down south there. And so Israel is on the border of Gaza now, preparing to invade Gaza and destroy Hamas. Well, up to the north on the Israeli-Lebanese border there, that is the headquarters of another terrorist organization, Hezbollah. And in light of Israel's imminent attack on Gaza, Hezbollah in Lebanon has fired rockets into northern Israel, warning that if Israel does invade Gaza, Hezbollah will attack Israel from the north. So Israel is concerned about a war on two fronts, Hamas to the south and Hezbollah to the north. So that's the situation where it stands now. Let's take a look at who is Hamas and who is Hezbollah. Well, Hamas is a Sunni Islamic organization. If you remember your Islamic history, soon after the death of Muhammad, Islam divided into two major divisions here, the Sunni and the Shia or the Shiites. And the two have been at war ever since. The majority of the Islamic world, I think about 75 to 80 percent, are Sunni. So Hamas is a Sunni Islamic organization. They were established at the beginning of the first Infatara there in December of 1987 by Sheikh Ahmed Yassin. Now, Hamas's mission, they are dedicated to the establishment of an Islamic state that encompasses all of the land of Palestine. That's current day Israel, the West Bank and Gaza. Gaza, of course, is that piece of land to the southwest. The West Bank there, just west of the Jordan, includes the territories in which the Old Testament names as Samaria and parts of Judea. And key cities are in there, like Jericho and Bethlehem. They are part of the West Bank. Hamas has their stronghold and headquarters in Gaza, there to the southwest, Fatah and the PLO control the West Bank. So Hamas believes in the establishment of an Islamic theocracy over all the territory of the land of Israel. Uh, they state in their statement from the Mediterranean Sea to the Jordan River. They do not want a two-state solution with Israel and uh, the Palestinians. They want the entire land of Israel. They want the Jews gone from the land and they want the entire territory. That's why it's very difficult to negotiate with groups like Hamas that seek the ousting of Israel and complete control of that entire area. They will not settle for anything less. And the symbols of Hamas on their logo illustrate the group's attitude toward Israel. Now, if you look at the logo, the flag of Hamas here, at the top is an outline of the territory of Israel, and it includes Gaza, the West Bank, and all of Israel. They're shown as one entity, entirely covered in green, Hamas's symbolic color. And so you can see that their intent is to establish a theocracy there in the entire land of Palestine or Israel. They will not settle for anything less. Now, in the center 
is the Muslim shrine, the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. And it is surrounded by banners bearing the phrase, there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Underneath those are the words Palestine and Islamic resistance movement, or Hamas. And as you can see there, there are two cross swords there, and they're a common Islamic motif representing the power of Islam and the desire to spread the religion by the sword if necessary. Now, Hamas was voted in as the ruling party in Gaza in 2006. So they took control of Gaza and the government there in 2006. Hamas is also involved in social and educational work, especially in the poor neighborhoods. They have established several schools there where they're educating very young children. Unfortunately, they are educating them in Hamas ideology. And so they are teaching this radical form of militant Islam there and hatred for Israel and her allies to children at a very young age. They are indoctrinating them in this ideology. And you can go uh, on the internet and see even cartoons designed for young children in indoctrinating them in the ideology of Hamas. Several countries, including the United States, Canada, the European Union, and numerous others, have designated Hamas as a terrorist organization. They have been involved in numerous conflicts with Israel in a lot of terrorist activity. This one, however, that has just occurred on October 7th and is going on now is one of the largest or perhaps the largest attacks, terrorist attacks by uh, Hamas upon Israel. Now, to the north, you have Hezbollah there on, in southern Lebanon on the border of Israel there. And who is Hezbollah? Well, Hezbollah means the party of God. This is a powerful political, but also military organization. They've also been designated as a terrorist organization there in Lebanon. They are made up mostly of Shia Muslims or Shiite Muslims. Uh, Hezbollah was established in 1982 by Sheikh Mohammed Hussein Fadala. It emerged with the financial backing from, guess who? Iran. And its objective was to drive Israeli troops out of Lebanon and recapture the land of northern Israel. In Islamic theology, you know, the land that Allah has given to Muslims is always a part of Islamic territory. And so they believe in their theology that the land of Israel and Palestine was given to the Muslims. And so it is their territory. And also, if you understand Old Testament theology, you know, the people of Israel believe that the land of Canaan, present day Israel, was given to them by God. So you have two major theological views in conflict here. So it further adds complexity to the issue here. So the mission of Hezbollah is to drive the U.S. and Israel out of Lebanon and the Northern Territory or the Golan Heights there in the Israel-Lebanese border. Now, if you looked at their logo, the text above their logo reads, then surely the party of Allah are they that shall be triumphant. That means triumphant or victorious. 
uh, often it has military implications. There is from chapter five of the Quran. Underneath the logo are the words, the Islamic resistance in Lebanon. And Hezbollah has become a very powerful political force there in Lebanon, taking many seats there in the Lebanese government. They are believed to be responsible, if you remember, for the bombing of the United States Embassy in the Marine Barracks in 1983 that killed nearly 260 Americans, mostly soldiers. Now, Hezbollah and Hamas are two terrorist organizations, but where do they get their funding from? Well, guess who? They get their funding from Iran. Iran supports militarily and financially terrorist organizations like Hamas, Hezbollah, and other terrorist organizations throughout the world. The goal of Iran is the destruction of Israel and her allies, particularly the United States, because the United States is the biggest ally of Israel. And they have made their intent very clear from Mahmoud Ahmadinejad to the Ayatollah Khomeini to uh, the other religious leaders that Iran has. They have made it very clear what their intention is, is to destroy Israel and the United States. In you know Islamic theology, it's really an affront. It's offensive that Israel is in their land and allies like the United States, whom the Quran identifies as the infidel, the unbelievers are there occupying what they believe is Islamic territory. And so Iran, with the wealth that they gain from uh, their oil trade, seeks nuclear arms and the destruction of Israel and has made the threat that if Israel or the United States should launch any kind of invasion into the land of Iran, they are ready to fire thousands of missiles into Israel. Hezbollah, of course, has several thousand missiles and rockets there up in the north, ready to fire into Israel as well. So that's a little bit of what is going on. Hamas fires their rockets into Israel, but they're not as accurate as the missiles that Hezbollah has provided to them by Iran. And what is interesting is that Iran and Russia are developing a very close alliance here. And so we're going to see how that plays out in biblical prophecy just a little bit later. You know, what about the groups in the West Bank? Well, groups like Fatah and, and the PLO, especially Fatah, they have been in conflict with Hamas because Fatah is another political party. They're another uh, Islamic fundamentalist group. They control the West Bank. However, Fatah supports, is much more open and supportive of a two-state solution, whereas Hamas believes in armed resistance against the Israeli occupation there and complete control of Israel and Palestine and the establishment of an Islamic state. So that's a little bit of the parties that are involved in what's going on there in the current Israeli and Palestinian conflict. Well, what is the strategy going forth from here? Well, at the time of this recording, Israel is preparing for an attack 
on Gaza with the intent of destroying Hamas. And this is going to be a very difficult, perhaps a drawn out battle. It's a Gaza is a very densely populated area. This kind of urban combat and warfare is very difficult. We know that Hamas uses human shields. They have taken dozens of Israeli citizens prisoner and uh, they're using them for human shields. But also they fire their rockets and many of their militants use hospitals and schools and religious centers from which they launch their military activity and from which they hide behind. And so it's very difficult. Israel follows more of the just war ethic here. They seek military targets. And it's very difficult when you're firing rockets and using hospitals and religious centers and elementary schools as your shield not to have what's called collateral damage. It's very, very difficult. And so as Israel goes in, you're going to see a lot of collateral damage because that's Hamas's strategy to use these human shields. And then when children and civilians are killed, they will videotape that and use it as propaganda as they are already doing to show that Israel is the evil nation and win the sympathy of the world and get the world to turn on Israel. So that will be the plan of Hamas. And already there are anti-Israeli pro-Hamas protests throughout the United States. Uh, there's been a recent protest in Washington, D.C., led by several of our congresswomen there, Rashid Talib of Michigan, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York, Ilan Omar of Minnesota. And we're seeing numerous protests on our college and university campuses against Israel and in favor of Hamas. Of course, our left-wing liberal professors there promoting a lot of anti-Israeli ideology there. A lot of people are concerned about what's being taught at the universities. And well, we should be, you know, we at Evidence and Answers have a preparing for college conference where we prepare our students to be spiritually, intellectually, and morally prepared for the challenges they're going to face on the university campus. And I think that what you see in these protests, many intelligent college students denying the reality of the Hamas videos. Uh, they're denying that they're calling it Israeli propaganda, even though these videos are clearly from Hamas. Hamas has uh, clearly taken responsibility for the beheading of children and women and attacks on civilians. Many of them are denying that this is real. It's Israeli propaganda. It's difficult to understand how they can deny the reality of that, but that's some of the products you see. I hope you're beginning to see some of the products of the liberal ideologies that are just being spewed and our young students there at many of these universities just being brainwashed in this kind of ideology here. So that's going to be the strategy of Hamas to gain the sympathy of the world and get the world to turn on Israel. Right now, the U.S. stands behind Israel. But as more and more of this propaganda is produced by Hamas, 
as we see many of these protests going on, uh, there's a huge one happened just recently at our United States Capitol. There, I think there were about 300 arrests made on our Capitol by protesters there. You know, we're going to see more of this. And let's just pray that the U.S. stands on the side of justice and that they'll be unwavering. They need the U.S. needs to be prepared to be unwavering in her support of Israel, because this is the kind of propaganda that we're going to see. Well, is there any connection with biblical prophecy? In Ezekiel 36 and 37, and a lot of people ask, why all the attention on the nation of Israel? Well, God's redemption plan for the world centers on the nation of Israel. Genesis chapter 12, it is through Israel the entire world would be blessed. The reason Israel was formed, it is through Israel the entire world would come to know God. You know, Second Samuel 7, the king and the Messiah who would be the savior of the world, would come from the nation of Israel. So God's salvation plan is centered with the nation of Israel. And then God will establish his government, the coming king who bring peace to the entire world. He shall return and he shall establish his government there in Israel. Isaiah chapter 2, Jerusalem will become the political as well as the religious center of the world when the Messiah returns to establish his everlasting kingdom and bring peace and justice to the world. Isaiah chapter 2 says, uh, the world will say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. The world will come to Zion, to Jerusalem, to learn the law of God, and he shall establish his uh, government there, and he shall rule with peace and justice there from Jerusalem. So Israel is central to God's plan. And Ezekiel 36 and 37 speak about the regathering of the people of Israel from all parts of the world, that famous Prophecy, the Valley of the Dry Bones, symbolizes a scattered nation of Israel. But then the bones come together and then flesh is put upon them. But the bodies do not have life. That's the regathering of Israel, the Jewish people, back to the land of Israel. And the bodies are there, but they have no life. And then God's Spirit breathes into the bodies and they come to life. So Israel will return in a state of unbelief from all the nations of the world. And in 70 AD, when Titus destroyed Jerusalem and scattered the Jews to all parts of the world, about 1900 years later, there in 1948, the Jews return to the land of Israel. And currently they are in a state of unbelief, but spiritual revival will come. Now, a lot of the biblical prophecies if you take them literally, as I do, Israel must be back in the land. Ezekiel chapter 40 and on talks about the building of the new temple there in Jerusalem. And Ezekiel 38 and 39 speaks of a war, the war of Gog and Magog here. Gog is mentioned first. They're the military leader of this coalition. The land of Magog is north of the Black Sea there, that would be Russia. And in many translations, the word Rosh is there. That's the ancient name of Russia. Then other nations are named Meshach, Tubal, Gomer, Beth Togarma. 
those are the territories in the country, in the present country of Turkey. Persia, of course, is Iran. Kush is Sudan and northern Ethiopia. Put is Libya. And what is interesting is that many of the battles, the Six-Day War, the Battle of Yom Kippur, the Battle of Jewish Independence in 1948, many of these wars, these countries were a part of this war funded financially and militarily by guess who? Russia. Once again, we've run out of time. Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers. Our goal is to bring you the love of Christ and to equip you in your faith to always be ready to give a response. If you would like to hold an apologetics conference or series of teachings at your facility, contact Pat by calling him in Hawaii. That number is 483-0586. Or you may email him through the Evidence and Answers website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. Be sure to browse through our listing of topics on our site. We have everything from atheism to Zen Buddhism. You will also find articles and additional audio for you to listen to or download. An additional location to find Pat's messages is on YouTube. Look up Evidence and Answers and hit the subscribe button. To keep quality broadcasts like Pat's on the air, we rely on generous financial support from you, our listeners. Donating is simple. Just log on at evidenceandanswers.org. Evidence and Answers is grateful for one of our sponsors, the Honolulu Christian Church. If you don't have a home church and are looking for a place to grow in your faith, check out the Honolulu Christian Church. For service times, log in at honoluluchristian.org. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide compelling reasons for faith in Christ. That's Evidence and Answers with Pat Zucker.